Oh, the anticipation to the follow-up of our first sit-down with Gareth was slowly killing me, and I knew it had to happen sooner than later. At the end of the first episode we recorded, we started to scratch the surface of polyamory, and it was a topic that needed a dedicated episode. We explore lots of areas in this topic. We search for a definition and ask every question you may have wondered about a polyamorous lifestyle. This is a great conversation that will squash the preconceived ideas that polyamorous individuals are all swingers and cast it in a very different light. A big thanks to Gareth once again for coming in and sharing his experiences with us. This episode is sponsored by Dr. English. Get the practice you need for your next vacation, interview, or meeting with native speakers with the all-in-one Dr. English online platform. It is as simple as signing up, choosing a time, and logging in to begin. The qualified native speakers can help you continue on your journey to English fluency today. Enjoy learning from the comfort of your own home. Call 010-4591-1496 for a free sample class or take your English to the next level by visiting their website right now at www.dr-english.com. You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. Welcome back to another episode of This Korean Life, number 58, according to Soda. We got uh, Mr. Gareth Johnson back in the hot seat again for a more intense... <laughs> a more intense uh, interview this time. More audible. A more audible interview. Yeah. Listen, I'm I'm trying to redo that audio. I listened to it in the headphones while I was recording or while I was editing. No problem. I listened to it in my car the other day and I went, whoa, have you tried listening to it? Oh, it's, it's awful. I haven't heard that one. It is awful. And I'm, I really apologize for that. And the hard line of questioning, inappropriate line of questioning last time. We'll do better this time. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, anyways, before we get into the uh, the thick of things, give me your hot take on. Uh, or we're talking about translations and whatnot. Mm. What did uh, what's your hot take on Squid Games? It's the the cultural phenomenon sweeping across the world. More, uh, it's been watched more than any other Netflix show in in history. Mm. Or I heard. Really? Oh, dude, it's crushing. I mean, it must be. I'm. <clears throat> I enjoy it. I like the idea, mm. but I don't. I don't. I just said I enjoy it, but mm. I'm going to take that back. I don't actually like it. <laughs> I, I enjoy it on a level, on a yeah. superficial level. Okay. But it's not something that makes me feel great yeah. to watch. Mm. It's kind of like every episode is kind of depressing. There's no, you know what I mean? The whole, the whole, the whole premise is actually kind of sad. Yeah. And I think like most Korean, you know, movies and TV stuff, it has a deeper level and I, I don't know. It just doesn't give me joy, joy vibes. Mm. You, you say that there, it it's kind of a depressing thing, but that was part of his objective, wasn't it? He didn't want to have a winner or a leader. I haven't seen it. I don't know. But... I mean, there is going to be a winner, obviously, and there's going to be lots of losers. I think. Are you talking about the guy who organized or? I mean, the director, like he said, that's the difference between this one and Hunger Games or some other shows where there's a a winner or I I don't know. I don't watch any of them, but mm. where there's a, a winner or. Somebody right. succeeds, and in this one, it's all about kind of the losers. Yeah, I suppose. But I think it actually – I actually just thought of it now. I think it actually is a very, very apt 
um, metaphor for capitalism. Somebody like you know gets to the top and everyone else gets crushed underneath. But the winner of this is going to be essentially Jeff Bezos, and everyone else who gets like crushed underfoot is you know everyone else in the world. I didn't actually even think about that until the second, but it just doesn't give me a good feeling. And like, you know, at this time in like, you know, history, mm. you know, with COVID and stuff, I feel like I need to, I just want to watch like the candy floss. The good, yeah. what I watch. <laughs> like that isn't that. So yeah. yeah, I found it difficult to get through and it's also kind of stressful, but it's good. It is good as well. An interesting concept. Mm. I've heard that they also ripped it off though. Oh, there's, there's a million of those. Oh, there's okay. a million iterations <laughs> of those, uh, of those Sorry. kind of movies. It's I think Steve Austin was in one of them. I think the main, <laughs> about it though is how popular it's got mm. that's what's incredible like for no real specific reason it just blew up and like well, I, I think a lot I, of I always like how why how is it just lucky like somebody no. liked this and shared it and then all of a sudden boom or? I, I think well, that I mean, is the Korean publicity machine behind it right you make cafes you make Instagram but Korea makes a million movies a year like, that that too how does just one of them hit like that maybe the the fact that it, they've been sitting on it for 10 years They've been sitting on that for ten years. But it's it been turned down. Blue. It's not like we were all sitting waiting for it. it <laughs> but don't don't people? When did they shoot it without masks? <laughs> That's what my first doubt was. Like, when did they shoot it? They were on an island, bro. <laughs> they did their they did their test before they got there. But um, I, I wonder too if a lot of people can resonate with the characters. Everyone can kind of identify with a character yeah. on there. I mean, not that there's North Korean refugees or like a huge anyway. population. She's cool, man. She's cool. She was the best. She was the most interesting character. That's kind of the problem as well, I think. Like, the characters were a little bit flat. They were all a little bit flat. Like, the, the main character, mm. really, he's, he's only, like, standout qualities. He's actually a jerk, to be honest. <laughs> Isn't he? He's a, just a jerk. And, like, but he's a bit kind. But, I mean, like, he's only kind as the show progresses. Like, he's a, he was an asshole to his mother and his kid. Well, wasn't, there, wasn't there the he's behind kind of him? The get, circumstances it's kind of hard to get like, behind yeah. him. No, no, but at the he explains that at the end, doesn't he? That he was. I haven't watched it right to the end. Oh, dude, you gotta watch the end. He, he explains why he's a, kind of a dickhead. That he had the stable job and whatever, and then like a lot of people here who are ten years into their career with a big company, they just get axed, mm. and their whole career spirals out of control. And I, mean, I don't think that explains why you're an asshole. He's a, a lot of people. He's just jaded, man. Asshole. He just is an asshole. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he that. For me, that was the hardest to watch. Just watching him fail as a dad. Oh, when he's, you know, I don't you think some people in life are just kind of, I had a conversation with this, you know, with the girls that just left about kind of tragic figures and like, don't you feel some people are just kind of doomed to, or like to make bad decisions or people continually make bad decisions in their life and they can't break that cycle. Mm. And I think he's kind of one of those people and he's that archetype of, dad that exists here in korea and i think a lot of people know someone or 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 are that person yeah i think that is kind of what it's true and also what kind of makes it depressing yeah because it is a mirror in a <laughs> like if very exaggerated mm. mirror of like life mm. um yeah i don't know it's 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 been a struggle to watch it mm. Kay loves it what i i've heard the criticism as well um that it's too murderous or that it's I mean, that's there's kind of the too whole much premise of the show though, isn't it? What are they gonna do? I heard someone call it murder porn and I was like, nah, I did, I did. <laughs> yeah. There's there's some there's some there's some tough ones to watch, but um I, I've seen crazier shit in movies, but it yeah, I mean that, it was 
In fact, they toned it down. I think a lot of the time it could have been much worse. Mm. It's not. It's not what's that hostile. Oh, oh fuck. Or, you know, something like that. Which is true murder porn. But, like, (laughs) you know, it's... So it wasn't quite to that level, but it definitely was, like... Have you ever seen the movie Midsummer? Midsummer. Yes. Have you seen that? Yeah. Dude, that was... Get thrown off the cliff. Yeah, there are so... But that movie is so subtle. Like, everything is explained, and it's not as aggressive and as contrasting. Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's not a Netflix show, right? Oh, you got a fan yeah. in the house here. here. Mm. For Midsummer, yeah. But I think Squid Game, I think, overrated. <laughs> overrated. I, I was going to say... I, absolutely, yeah. I was going to say, I haven't seen it. Would you guys recommend that I see it? Because just... I mean, I don't consume a lot of TV or movies. But, uh, like, Tiger King. Tiger King was going must bananas. <laughs> but I, I let, like, 30 I, people... I didn't must see watch. that. I would strongly recommend you watch Tiger King yeah. over Squid Game. Oh, but, no, yeah. I picked the wrong one. But I let I let, I let, lots of people tell me, you know, give me what, what it's like. And I, I trust my dad's opinion and stuff a lot more. And, and so I watched it. And it was fascinating. I mean, yeah. and, and one of the craziest parts is that they, they wintered in Florida for 10 years. And, I mean, it seems so crazy and absurd. But that stuff goes on in Florida every day. That's how crazy Florida is. Uh, that stuff is almost normal there. It's not normal, but you know what I mean. It, it's it's a different level in Florida of of wild and craziness. And I just wonder, like this, when I see that thing on YouTube or just the Mugumapko da shoot a guy or something, like, it doesn't do anything for me. Am I just going to waste my time? I don't want to watch eight episodes of this thing. The like, translation to to English, I thought it was pretty funny. It's like red light, green light, red light, <laughs> green light, red light. That was, you know, that was a hell of a, a hell of an opening episode. Yeah, that was a good episode, actually. Where they, you're like, oh, like eight people are going to get shot, and you're like, oh my god, they just shot half of the half of the people here. (laughs) (laughs) So overrated or not? It is, it is overrated considering how it's blown up, and like, there's way better shit to watch. There is, I think you make a cocktail of like Hunger Games or and similar stuff like that, and Mm. but I'd say it's high probability you will end up just like culturally (laughs) relevant. If you want to watch that, yeah, that's why I would. That's why I think if you want to watch like a real cult that form of movie, there is one called Battle Royale. It's a Japanese movie, maybe Mm. like ninety nine or two thousand. Yeah. Well, it does influence like so many other movies. And it, there's the the one with like The Rock and Jason Statham and uh, and and Steve Austin and shit, where it's like twenty convicts on an island and people are gonna bet. Yeah, it's it's yeah, been yeah. done a million times. I mean, but it is interesting. It's not it's not terrible, hmm. and it is and it is done in that very typical kind of like. Korean drama style, which is kind of my wife pointed out a lot of things like, oh, that's really Korean. It drama. is. Yeah. It is. That thing was very like in that Korean. So if you're familiar with that and you like that, then sure. Like, I mean, it's not bad. Mm. I'm not saying it's bad, but it, it it definitely is overrated. Yeah. Considering how it's blown. And the one thing I will say is, wait until Halloween. Mm. For you okay? The entire world is going to be dressed as those characters. Those, those people. <laughs> yeah. Well, they've already Especially in Korea. You're gonna go out. It's gonna look like they've already sold out game. of. They've already <laughs> sold out insane. of like van shoes or something, didn't they? But <laughs> but then that another another interesting part of that then is the supply chain. Yeah. Because this just came out how long ago? Month. Uh, yeah, yeah, just about yeah. before. Just like they won't they won't <laughs> have any means of getting those things to shelf. Drop time, yeah. Especially in North America. Where Halloween is probably arguably the biggest, it's if, just a green if, jumpsuit. If Nike and these other guys all have problems getting their stuff to to That's the true. to the shops, I mean, what a what a potentially missed opportunity. And 
now some factories are making six million <laughs> jumpsuits that don't get used, and we'll see Ajumas in Korea wearing green jumpsuits, painting uh, the commercial buildings. Like, <laughs> don't, don't, don't underestimate the power of people's ingenuity when it comes to yeah. uh, mm. Good time to start right. the they're gonna, uh, they're gonna make YouTube something channel. happen for sure, and you're gonna just see everybody is gonna be somebody like, making yeah. them out of their basement. It's yeah. gonna be alarming. Um, <clears throat> do. You, have you seen the final episode? I haven't, but I'm, I can. That's kind of also why I don't love the thing because I can see where it's going already. Okay. The, you if you it. don't watch it, you will be more happy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I can see that as well. I know that. There's a. They already killed my favorite character. So. In a in a true in a true Korean form, like you know, obviously who's gonna win, right? Yeah. The buddy, I mean, but it's between two people, so yeah. it's not really. And the one of them is so unappealing, you can't, he can't yeah. win. But he, like, ends up, like, stabbing himself in the neck. Like, he does, like, the suicide, like, you're better than me. Ugh. You know, and you're just like, oh, that's the that's a Korean that's, drama sprinkled in there. Yeah, and it was, was kind of a... Uh, all the way through. He's kicking his ass. The Seoul National University guy's kicking the other guy's ass. And then 456 <clears throat> bites him in the ankle, and he's like, oh! my ankle and he's dude i swear to god it's an ankle bite that that ruins <laughs> he's him he's an ankle biter the other the other guy got stabbed like 456 gets stabbed a couple times doesn't he he gets stabbed right in the leg and then he bites his ankle and the other guy's like oh fuck i can't do it and then wow. well back yeah, to that makes me actually more keen to watch that one too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe more keen to watch that final episode i'm not gonna lie what did, oh no Sorry, one last, last thing was quick. You have totally spoiled this. If anybody is like listening to this, they're going to want to come for you. Yeah. <laughs> you totally messed up all that. I've been trying to like not. There's more. Well, this is within the first 10 minutes of the. Doesn't matter. The first 10 minutes. It's the, the first 10 minutes of the last episode. <laughs> anyway, yeah, go but there, there's there's four more plot twists at the, at the end. Yeah. Four Which more. Up? Two for you sure. Sitting and counting. Two for like, sure. Yeah. So it's plot twist. There's, there's two, two for yeah. sure. But okay. I was gonna say you mentioned Halloween. It'll be nice to see something other than the scream mask that has been around for twenty years. Oh, squeeze it and the blood. The ninety percent of kids wear the same mask. I'm like, you guys like it, but is there no diversity here in costumes or creativity? Like it's what whatever Daiso it? sells this year. So I really hope my kids in my my academy don't come in Squid Game stuff because that's going to be. <laughs> That would be disconcerting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll be nice to see things other. Well, I guess yeah, maybe kids aren't watching that, but oh, they're oh, they watching are. for they sure. Are. They are. They're watching. They keep coming like teacher Squid Game. Yeah, mm. and I'm like, how old? You shouldn't be watching it. You're ten years old. Yeah. This is <laughs> everyone's watching it. Yeah. But in Korea, everybody watches together, right? Grandma that's, all that's the way so down to the baby, weird. they watch the same like, stuff. Your parents are crazy. Why are they letting you watch this? This is not for kids. This will give you nightmares properly. Did we? Uh, did we talk about that in here? The <laughs> Art influencing life or life influencing art? Do we talk about that here? The, just the, about like Korean dramas, and I wonder if the if they're a reflection of how people really act, or if people kind of mimic what they're <clears throat> what they're watching on TV. Because you see, you see a lot of uh, a lot of young Korean kids with mannerisms like a like a thirty year old stressed out housewife like, <laughs> you know and, and it's it's weird I saw that at the, in the I, kindergarten I've seen a yeah yeah 10 year old kid just undergo a meltdown and just shouting <laughs> yeah, yeah. other fellows it is what it is squid game memes are more they're Listen, so good that the meme show. group is <laughs> yeah. the show. 
<laughs> Dude. That's uh, true, actually. I've seen some good ones, now that yeah. you mention that. You, uh, you gotta get on this fucking <laughs> meme thing that he's got yeah. me on. Oh my god. Not, not they, memes, like that. They are brutal. Yeah. Some of them are absolutely <clears throat> gutless. Adam, Adam into the thing. You'll just be scrolling through and be like, oh my god. Did you see the one about the... It only exists because it, it's a private group, I think, right? <laughs> oh, there. some of them are awful, man. Oh, there, there was one the other day about the auto... Oh, uh, what's in the autumn warm beer? You know the guy that went to North Korea and he stole a stole a poster. Yeah. He stole. You don't know about that. The my guy. Face, he, my face clearly indicates. He went to. Uh, he went to North Korea. Oh wait, wait, wait. The, yeah, the right. American guy. Yeah. He stole a poster and they're like, "Oh, excuse me, sir." And they. Excuse me, sir. You're going to jail forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then they sent him home and he died like a week later. Yeah, well, they sent him home on death's Fucked door. Up, yeah. Ah. But. Uh, <clears throat> Someone, someone posted something about him the other. They they had a auto warm beer meme, and all the comments underneath are like, "I I hate warm beer. I'm glad he's cold and dead." Oh, oh they were brutal. Wow. I'm reading through this like, oh my god, can you imagine like, if his parents, if his parents like uh, through the memes. So, oh my god, but I, that's, uh, awful. that's the internet. That's, that yeah. stuff's on there about anything and everything. It is. Yeah. Anyways, we'll get you on I mean, that. At least you had a laugh about it, Brian. Oh, <laughs> it was well, so. Oh my God! Just the the lot of guilty chuckles there. Absolutely, man. <laughs> and just the balls to put that on with your own name, man. Uh, you know, put that's that's a that's a permanent stamp online of. And that who's that? Who's the girl? You won't, Void? You won't say the name. No, no, don't say names. Why? why? I, I want to get her on. She's the <laughs> funniest girl I've ever seen in my life. This girl posting savage, savage memes and roasting everyone and just not giving a fuck. It's hilarious. But um, anyways, yeah, last time we uh, we sat down for the unlistenable podcast, uh, we ended up where we cut it short because we didn't want to open up a whole new can of worms. After two hours. And, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, we wanted to have you back on to, uh, to finish that conversation because I mm. find it... Very interesting. So let's uh, basically last time we left off, you oh, I can't remember what the what we started talking about. I think you were defining polyamorous relationship, or you had another word for it. Uh, open monogamy, non-monogamy, monomonogamy. Actually, uh, when I thought back about it, I think my definition was actually incorrect. Okay, okay. Even my own definition was uh, incorrect. I used the wrong kind of like terminology. And okay. Afterwards. I was so the fact that I I can I was, delete that part after. I was, you know, <laughs> it was actually good to me. I was like, okay, that's that's better. Okay, okay. Um, You've had some time to think now. Ethical non-monogamy, but I mean, I think it describes it better. Also, I mean, polyamory has a lot of negative kind of connotations to it. Hmm. I mean, not that far away from swinging and all that. Yeah. So well, that's yeah. A, and I I think you can understand that's my when I hear open relationship <clears> that's <throat> my very first thought is I think that's many people's very uh, first thoughts. What I, swingers? Yeah. It's it's just yeah, it, open means like I, I do whatever I want and that it's automatically associated uh to sexual relations with that woman um (laughs) no but it's uh it it automatically my mind goes automatically to sex yeah can you break that myth or can you explain the dynamic of a of a of a traditional polyamorous relationship yeah no i can't you can't everyone's different i can't because i think basically polyamorous relationship are everything that is outside of the 
monogamous norm. Okay. So that you can take the, not the good with the bad, but with the, the extreme with the less extreme. Yeah, Anything and I think a... it can be a variety of different things. I just think what has happened over time is that monogamy has become so the, the, the norm mm. that everything deviating from that mm. is strange and all gets painted in a, a kind of similar light and similarly negative light generally too. Mm. Um, and so like monogamy is the ideal and the, the perfect and it's what everyone is striving for. So everything else is wrong or bad or other or, and I don't think that is how it actually works. I do think that like, um, non monogamous relationships can vary massively. They can be on one end of the spectrum, mm. like, you know, kind of like the sexual type that's train wreck. Yeah. Hedonistic. I mean, I wouldn't say train wreck. I mean, if it works for them, it works for them. Mm. I think it's, it's, you know, some people might be in an open sexual relationship where they're just swinging and just, you know, that kind of scenario. It could also be somebody who's asexual who is able to, who actually is not interested in sex at all, but is developing romantic feelings for more than one person. So mm. it, it, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, generally, as soon as somebody says that they just paint it automatically with like, and it's kind of like they're dirty or like they're, you know, they're unwholesome. And I think that is, that is a image that society has created. <coughs> Um, I wonder if that's because, well, I don't know. I wonder if those thoughts are part of my thinking because we were raised in Catholic, uh, raised in Catholic schools to kind of, I mean, the, the, it definitely has. Christian uh, countries. Uh, and, absolutely. Uh, all of that. 100%. And, and not just Christian, but like most, <clears throat> most religions tend to now be, be favoring or moving towards a more monogamous kind of hmm. um mindset so i definitely think even if you're not religious it has permeated into society and it's it has become part of like almost the group think mm. uh, yeah I, I agree with that when i was when i was in some of the or saharan african countries <clears throat> that were muslim predominantly muslim um five wives was normal right but you and, see, and with, it, with like muslim as a good example actually like it's not actually, it's, I mean, they're actually, they hold mon non-monogamy as part of the actual, like, religion. It's okay, except mm. the only difference is it's heavily slanted towards the man. Right. Like, the man can have, like, five wives. <laughs> totally slanted towards the Yeah, like, yeah, totally. Not even yeah. <laughs> you see, but, like, so it's, it's okay when it's in one direction, yeah. right. but not in the other direction. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not like non-monogamy is a strange concept. I mean, all through Africa and all through the world, actually, like people having more than one partner throughout history is kind of normal, actually. Right. So that, it's actually probably been more normal than monogamy. Like, you know, if you look further and further back, yeah. it actually is quite normal to have numerous like partners. Yeah. But recently it has become the norm that we have one partner and we have this like, which has been propagated by, you know, the media, by, you know, film, but music. It's all that ideal of like finding that perfect one. Mm. And it's, it's got into everyone's psyche. We all are like chasing <clears throat> that perfect one. Mm. And I kind of think that it's debilitating. Actually, mm. I think it's debilitating. Look, look at the amount of divorce rates and cheating. I mean, it, it's just natural. It shows you that it's not. That I mean, 
Brian was actually going to say, he was going to, one of the questions he was going to ask me, sorry, I'm asking myself, but he was going to ask me how I actually stumbled on this idea yeah. of yeah. kind of like non-monogamy or polyamory or whatever you want yeah. to call it. And I, I don't want to, can I just say, can I make a disclaimer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not an authority on this. Not at all. Not you're not at speaking at for everyone, you're speaking for yourself. I'm I'm sure. not, so anyone out there who might be like, you know, polyamorous and listening to me and like, who's this jerk? Like, he thinks he knows everything. I don't know a lot. I feel like I'm learning stuff all the time, actually. And in a way, that is a good thing. I guess, like I'm learning more about me and sure. So yeah, just before I actually start, like, but so this whole thing, like, kind of occurred. Go to a little me. closer to the mic. Sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Um, it all occurred to me because when I was younger, obviously I was very much in the like find your the one and find that person <laughs> who's like the the person for you and is meant to be almost like by destiny or God or whatever you yeah. like. You know, there's that there's that thinking behind it. Um. And when I was maybe in high school, well, let me put it this way. Somebody close to me had a extra, an affair mm. and it changed the way I saw things. And I would realized at that point that I can't be a person who cheats on people. Mm. I, I don't, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be the kind of person who cheats on someone else mm. and then justifies it by my own needs and just say like I need this so it doesn't matter what their their feelings or opinions are um, and but then in I still had that mindset like there was something that kind of like you know in the back of my mind mm. that is the penny yeah. drop for me but then as time went on and I had partners I would kind of have the same urges. Like I would want to like, I'd be in a relationship, but I'd want, I'd have feelings for someone else as well. And it's not that I didn't have feelings for my partner. I just had feelings for someone else. Raging so, testosterone at maybe it age was 19. Testosterone, <laughs> but it was also, you know, it wasn't just like a gay, it wasn't just sexual. Like mm. I had like romantic feelings for someone or whatever. Yeah. So rather than being like a jerk and cheating on people, generally what I do is like, I'd break up with the person and then go to the next person. And I just kind of like repeat that cycle, like rinse and repeat mm. over and over again. And I did hurt people. I'm sure I did. Sorry if any of those people are out there. I apologize. <laughs> my um, shout, out. <laughs> shout out to those people. Shout out to the broken hearts. <laughs> shout out to those people. Who are hurt. Yeah, but like, no, really. Like, and I realized I did. Like, I heard people, I like, you know, went from one to another and I kind of like jumped. Eventually, I. I, didn't, I just kind of like, it actually wasn't that long ago. It's not like I've been in this mindset forever. But I did realize at some point that I, I feel like it actually dawned on me. You know, why must this be the norm? Why must it be that you have to have the one and there is no other possibility? It was actually bizarre when it happened. It felt like, I felt cheated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I felt cheated. Like, it's like, it would, uh -huh. and kind of stupid as well, because I was like, why have I never thought that, like, <laughs> this is another option? You know, I've been so, so hard told that this is the way it has to be mm. that I didn't actually see that there are other possibilities. Mm. Um, and when I thought about it, I mean, the possibilities really are endless for, like, your relationship kind of, like, dynamic that you choose as long as you do it. It's exciting. Ethically. Um, yeah, be honest. Why have we, as a society, chosen uh, monogamy and, and and promoted it so hard? Why is that? I don't know if we why have is that chosen it or it's been kind of... It's chosen for I us. I think there is yeah, like a... It's, 
socio-economic reasons, right? Like it's easier to raise a kid when you you're say that. Well, oh, yeah, yeah. Look at the look at the world. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I actually started looking in my you know not consciously, but looking at alternatives. The world is a mess. Monogamous, like you know, man and wife kind of relationships do not work. Most end in divorce, and the ones that don't are still unhappy with children who are living in unhappy homes. It doesn't actually make for a better society. It clearly doesn't. I think it's because maybe Hmm. certain elements of our society have thought that that would create a more stable society, you know, like... Yeah, theoretically, it seems to work. Religion has kind of posited this as like, you know, that would make a more stable kind of situation. But what it's created, I think, is a lot of um, lying, both to oneself and to, like, one's partner. It's created a lot of dishonesty. It's created a lot of unhappy people living that something that is not their truth. Mm. Um, I don't think it's necessarily been for the best okay i'll respond to that i think there's i think there is benefits to having to to being in a in a monogamous monogamous you can't even say it that's and that's why i no i I do Uh, think there are and i think there's lots of happy families out there i I, I don't know what the divorce rate is it's going to be 50 50 but i mean Whatever, there's some there's some happy people, and there's got to be just not just as many, but there's also a lot that are like you said, living unhappy, and they got girlfriends, boyfriends, cheaters hmm. that aren't divorced, that don't that aren't statistics yeah. or numbers, but <clears throat> exactly. I mean, Korea is a Korea is a great example of how many gidogiapas there are. That you go, hmm. your dad lives in four hours away, and you see him once a month. In terms of of staying in a monogamous relationship, and and kind of being true to your uh, to your partner. Do you think self-restriction is an important part of uh, – we talked about you, you're in an ethical relationship. Oh, i got to think of how to say this. You've, you've said ethics is an important part. In a monogamous relationship, I think self-restriction is an important, is an important element. Because it's not like yeah. when I see a 25-year-old girl, I don't go like, oh, I'm married. That, that has no effect on me. Where there was a – someone <laughs> sent me a picture yesterday and this girl had me- – a very attractive girl, and it's <laughs> and I it's feel like Brian's stumbling. And it's a uh, no, no, trap. And it's uh, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 and it's uh, and and I, it's a normal. I think, like you said, it's a normal thing to to feel that or to to think that. But um, I'd like to say self restriction is an important part of of life, whether it's with in your relationship or your whatever you're drinking or whatever part I, I think kind of holding back a little bit or or but you're you're talking about lust right like people chasing lust that just i mean they're just going after but the point no, no the point i want to make is that um where do you draw the line in in a polyamorous relationship if it's not monog- I'm, I'm kind of a, maybe it's just my philosophy like an all or nothing but you're of, thinking sexual purely sexual again that you're you're chasing the no, conquest or no but what even if it's hanging out with even if it's hanging out with a with a girl, how do you balance it, or how do you not let it get out of get out of balance? Like, do do you have to? 
restrict yourself? I don't know what I'm trying to ask here. Like, how, how do you not just let it go off the rails? But I think and I'm then you forget about the wife at home. I'm probably more restricted than most guys. Are. Okay, okay. Weird. There's yes, in myself. I don't know. Just, there's varying levels to it. But you'd have to ask my like my lady friends if they'd agree with this. Yeah, okay. Like I'm obviously I. No, I think restriction is important always. Like being not, rest- I don't like the word restriction. Mm. I think like knowing yours and other boundaries is probably boundaries more, is a, good one, yeah. a more important thing. Mm. Um, I don't think any kind of restriction should be good for you. It's good for you if it is against your like your core <sighs> being. And I'm not saying I'm not suggesting, but I mean like for example, yeah. if you have like a if you have a strong connection with somebody, mm. then I okay. If I have a strong connection with somebody, mm. and I and they clearly have a strong connection with me, then I don't restrict myself. I mm. see where that goes, and sometimes it goes like it's well, and sometimes it's a disaster. <laughs> That's relationships, right? That's Absolutely. all relationships, yeah. right? But at the same time, I'm honest about that, and I don't I don't try and like deny that. So I don't have like weird. I don't ever have weird. Sexual tension, mm. for example, with people because either it's there or it's not there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, so what's the difference between, uh, like, I have friends who are women. Yeah. But I'm in a monogamous relationship. What's the difference between, uh, how do you, what's the difference between just having a, a friend who's a woman and and having. I think it's just the depth. I guess, like it could have, and and not just like so you can go sexual. to the movies and hold hands and or like I mean, or it connect could be like something that, right? like that. No, okay, it could okay. be like that, I guess. It could be like that, or maybe maybe two like discussions can go deeper. Right, about your... or you have like actual romantic feelings, or it is sexual, or mm. you know what I mean, like. But it it has layers. Okay. So and I think you could have you could potentially be I'm not yeah you could potentially be in like relationships with people in different ways. Hmm. You know what I mean? That, like, that's something you mentioned last time like, that made me that yeah. kind of resonated with me, and I can understand absolutely. Right. Yeah. And it just depends on you as a person how you actually like construct this and how how you you respond to the other person and how they respond to you, hmm. and also how you kind of keep in mind your your primary. Is that the is that the your your primary? partner yeah yeah okay. i mean like, i don't know i'm just that's what i'm yeah, yeah yeah i got you yeah, like, yeah. the obviously. main dish and the side dish <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. yeah but i mean like i mean that's what we used to joke about the korean edges she's all had side dishes but like, as their mistress generally you will have somebody who's like your base yeah mm. do you know what i mean yeah and then you, and that's a kind of the anchor in your life too and right? again yeah. that that usually is actually only dependent on time that's the person you met first and they've been there for the longest time. Mm. But that doesn't mean you can't develop like a relationship with someone else that, that grows be, over time. That's it's stronger and deeper than the original one? Possibly. I mean, like what is stronger and deeper? I just think difference a bit away. Like, I mean, but stronger and deeper meaning like you, you live, compare. you, you would live, um, say, say there's a couple that lives together. If you yeah. develop a relationship that's stronger and deeper, does that mean you move in with the other girl or, you know what I mean? Like that would I be mean, your primary. Again, it just depends, depends on. Like, yeah, I guess so. Sometimes, sometimes 
people end up in like you know proper like thruples I think they're called where it's not a couple (laughs) thruples I I don't like it because it sounds like a vegetable (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they incorporate (laughs) exactly but like but I mean that is a possibility sometimes people end up together sometimes (laughs) sometimes they end up all like in a relationship with each other sometimes it's like the one person is like the center and they're just dating these two people but they all live together sometimes the two people live together and the third person stays like in their own place because that's what they prefer throuples of monogamy with oh. a carrot <laughs> <laughs> exactly. but I think I think like and I I mentioned a few different ones but growing up I don't know where, where, where I grew up I mean I think a lot of this stuff was normal I know girls who had a couple different guys on the go I knew guys who had a couple different girls on the go and one was your kind of primary or your focus mm-hmm. but it didn't mean you weren't you know chatting or, or on the phone with, with somebody else and if that person filled a void that was there, then you would pursue that one and you would. And I think it was, I don't think there was a ton of cheating per se as like in, in high school and stuff. And I think that's what happened. People would say, sorry, this isn't working out. And then tomorrow they got a new boyfriend or girlfriend. You're like, whoa, you had that going before. I think that I mean, kind of has always been around. And like you say, yeah, you, it only stopped once we got married. You did come, you did like, you're speaking about high school students and obviously that's a very different thing because there people are just recycling boyfriends but i but i mean it's i mean you're following more natural instincts maybe then i mean i I agree but generally and i think there is a ton of cheating like people in high school are notoriously like you know not loyal to their one you know they're on they're dating one person they're calling another person i mean i think the cheating is probably rife mainly because they also don't know how to deal with their emotions mm. they they have like this wave of emotions they like this one person but they also like this one so what and do they're do? being taught something else what do you do and like you know, people yeah. people cheat i mean i think cheating is i don't even think anyone has any idea of how much cheating that goes on in society not just sure korean society which i do think it is rife here here in a weird way it's kind of actually in a weird way korea i think has kind of embraced without even realizing non-monogamy. A lot of married people, there's a kind of quiet agreement that, you know, as long as you don't talk about it, he's got his piece on the side, she's got her piece on the side, and they both do their thing. And that is essentially kind of monogamy. But but this is also very lopsided in Korea. The man has a lot more pieces on the side than the woman does. There you go. Isn't that always the case? And we used to joke that the women wear the big sun visors so they wouldn't see past the first floor because it's all norebangs, massage rooms. Mm. What and, and I mean, ninety nine point nine percent are geared towards men. Well, it, I'm not saying society ninety nine percent geared towards men still. So. Mm. But I know I know the one guy too to shed light on the on the mm. Korean stepping out. <clears throat> He's I saw him the other day. I, I know him very well. I saw him the other day. He's mid fifties. He's about mid fifties. And he, I saw him walking with his arm around his wife, holding his daughter's hand. Beautiful. Like, absolutely beautiful picture. And I asked him the next day, what were you doing? Oh, we were going to get ice cream. We had a nice day out. And um, and he's got a girlfriend. He has a, for years, for like a decade, he's had a girlfriend. And I'm like, how do you, how do you do that? He's like, well, my wife doesn't, you know, sexually, we don't, uh, we're not connecting anymore. So I... I step out and <laughs> I meet this girl a couple times a week and sometimes I buy her a gift and, uh, and that's it. 
but he goes home, eats his dinner at home, and uh, and everything's fine. If you're the wife, you gotta wonder, like. But that, that, that know, that's having she, your cake. That's knows. having your cake and eating. But if the wife was doing that, it'd be a whole different story. Absolutely. And that's that's I where the you hope she is. That's where the problem lies. <laughs> yeah, yeah she, you know <laughs> she's not. You she knows she's not. Oh well, then 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 you see then it's unethical. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. I, I agree. Then what you're saying is what's good for me is not what not good for you. Yeah. And that is. But a that's of bullshit. I just cannot accept. Like, but that's myself. that's Sorry. that's the whole society here. I've asked a million guys, Mr. Kim, you go out for Huesik three times a week. What if your wife went out for Huesik three times a week? Would that be okay? But who's going to clean? No, no, no. She goes for <laughs> coffee dates for lunch. To be fair. The man goes out for Huesik. To be fair, night. that's what Mr. Kim thinks. But she's also getting her bit on the side. I guarantee you. Yeah. I guarantee I'm- I guarantee you, I know guys who are having relationships. Okay, this is... I think I might have touched on this the last time, actually. I know guys... <laughs> In Korea, who are sleeping with married women, yeah. and I know guys in Korea who are sleeping with married men. Oh, you you said that last time. That was fucking so crazy. I think that's every society, though, right? That's a, a a part, a small part of every society. I think what's part of the thing is that's the don't you know don't don't kiss and tell thing. Like they the 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 men are under this happy illusion that their wife isn't getting anything on the side. I think that that's probably not the case. I think their wives are probably getting a little bit on the side, at least. Mm. Um, they're just doing it in the same way they do. You think wives. in general? I mean, I don't know. I, I think it's important. People have needs, and people meet people fill their needs one way or the other. And I guarantee you, those wives are not just sitting at home having coffee dates all the time. <laughs> There's no way. There's yeah. no way. They will. A they small will. percentage, as every country, I'm sure, but I would still say here it's heavily, heavily lopsided. Probably, yeah. In the I mean, it, but it sounds, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds like you're saying it's almost equal. But I wouldn't say, I don't know if it's equal. I, I wouldn't say I mean, even close. I generally pursue like sexual relationships much harder than women. Mm. So, and oh, no, so it's like, like finding like easy sexual outlets is also a lot easier for men. And also, so, there is not that much of a social penalty when a guy is found out doing right. so. Oh, and that's, and that's here really here point, it's yeah. still a lot of women are not in the workforce, so they don't have that ability to take off, take the kids and run. And who's going to support me? Child child support payments don't well, even go through here. So I mean, I think you've hit on a very important thing. Like that is one of the reasons why having if you're going to be in a kind of non monogamous situation, it needs to be ethical because there's nothing ethical about what we're describing here. Right. It's like mm-hmm. highly un- un- unbalanced. One side is getting like their needs met. The other side is being like chucked on the, on the side of the mm-hmm. sidewalk. Yeah. So yeah, it's, that's one of the reasons why I think having a true ethical agreement is far preferable to like lying or just like, you know, this situation you described. Um, is there a jealousy? In the in the in an ethical polyamorous relationship, yes, has to be. It's a human human Obviously. nature. You can't. So you how can't. do you how do you what's the proper outlet to 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 relieve that? Is it like, oh, she's on a date. Like, oh, it's okay. I got a date tomorrow, and that can kind of tie you over, or that that makes you because that's it, what most people are probably scared of, right? Is just the the that jealousy is probably the most the strongest. I think I mentioned last time though the um I, I've heard it said before that. If you really love your partner and she finds and she's into someone else and you care about her feelings, why would you why would you stop her from having that experience? And no, regardless, if it's your the primary, you can't be 
the, she I don't think the she's looking for um for a substitute for you but looking to fill other things that you can't right there you always have that special place in her heart but maybe they're looking for another uh, for needs for something else but how do you deal with jealousy or what's the I mean it exists both both of things you've said are mm. completely true I think jealousy is definitely real mm. jealousy will always be real I I just think I see jealousy as it's it's fear as you said jealousy is just a type of fear mm. and with as with all like n- negative emotions we can either we can either just go with it mm. or we can in our own heads like deal with it mm. like manage it mm. I mean it's the same as with anger we don't all go around just like punching people killing people you know we, we angry <laughs> except we, Ryan, Ryan used to, <laughs> Ryan used to uh, again he's controlled his shit now yeah. he's like now he's like you know look at him he's doing he got married and toned her down a bit <laughs> now he's a law-abiding citizen um, but, but that's actually a very good point like yeah. he's actually t- he's got that negative emotion under control that is what makes us human mm. the fact that we can take these like these more unwieldy emotions mm. and negative emotions and actually like you know process them and understand mm. them and do something better with them um so obviously jealousy is a thing and but it's not a competition either like brian you you said yeah. you know you weighed out like oh my my wife or girlfriend like she's got a day today but i've got one tomorrow so it's okay yeah. so it all balances out again it's not a competition um but that's the mentality of the lesson, right? Tit for tat. Oh, yeah. you you cheated, so I'm going to cheat. You, no, right? no. In many... I mean, I think a lot of times relationships... It comes do down to that. having, like, sitting together and just talking about it, right? Right. Like, like yeah. if you can actually speak about it and actually talk about it. And, I mean, like with all relationships, you've got to know that you're going to have times of plenty and times of nothing. Feast and famine. Exactly. And like, that is how it goes. And they, don't, they won't always necessarily coincide. Like your per- the person you're with might be having like feast and feast and feast, and you're just having nothing. That can make you feel like shit, obviously. But at the same time, you still, yeah. Do you think? I just think it it would be the man's nature to have that scoreboard in the back of their head or something. I do think it kind of is that. I don't think there's many men, even in polyamorous relationships, that would be totally happy when their their wife is <laughs> their wife's back eight hundred. <laughs> Uh, I I don't maybe that's maybe that's crazy and I just I'm thinking the other way but I I just don't see many males being confident in themselves enough to have their woman outscoring them all the time but what what if it is like um, maybe there's a good parallel between professionals in a field so say like actors and actresses where if there's a couple that's an actor and an actress and the the woman or the man one of them is constantly like you said constantly getting roles and whatnot that right. that has to burn the other person inside but mm-hmm. what, yeah i don't know how do you what, what what in that situation what do you do like do you let that resentment become the relationship or do you cheer your partner on or do you I mean, what is the what is the alternative? Well, if it's if it's a job and it brings our family money, I'm cheering them on. <laughs> but if you're going out at like sixty dates in a row, I'm like, but if that's bringing them joy yeah. and it's a different kind of like, I actually want to come back to something mm. you said, Brian, because this is something kind of unrelated that occurred to me very very early. I don't know. I think it might have been the only thing that I got from the Bible. I used to be like kind of 
Christianish when I was young. Mm. Um, I say Christianish because I don't know. I, was like, I think that's a good word these days. Lots of people used to be yeah, Christianish. Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't. I, I wasn't. My parents weren't Christian. I just mm. kind of like dabbled. I dabbled in Christian. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I got many takeaways from Christianity except for one thing, which is like. Uh, you know, if you love something, set it free. And I actually thought about uh, that. Yeah, I thought about the implications of that. And for me, what it means is that, you know, life is really short, actually. Yes. When you look at it, it's kind of fleeting. You don't have a lot of time to, you know, to live mm. life. But that doesn't just go for you. That goes for everyone, mm. including the people you love. So for me, I think it would, is incredibly selfish and unfair to restrict those that you love mm. from experiencing life and saying to them, you can't do this and you can't do this and you aren't allowed to do this and you aren't allowed to do that. Because that, if somebody did that to me, that would make me feel awful. Mm. But I've always, you've got to flip it around. Like if it makes me feel awful, obviously that would make the person that I love apparently feel, feel awful. And I think people have got a very twisted idea of even love actually nowadays. Like love is very often possession. It's about owning the person, yeah. controlling the person, dictating to the person. And for me, that is no part of love. That is not love at all. Like love is wanting that person to have joy mm. and wanting that person to have as much as life can give them. Mm. Whatever that might entail, like beyond your own selfish desires. And like most of the time, we just think about us, me, 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 me. Mm. But we, I don't know. I don't think that's getting us that far as a as a species. as a race, as a species. Yeah. Um, it, uh, speaking as a, as a race or species, I think I don't know if it's Native American cultures. Just talking about polyamorous societies or whatnot, isn't it? Oh, I don't know if it's Native American. There's it could be some tribes or whatever, but. Isn't there some groups or uh, civilizations of of people who the the wife will sleep around purposely with four or five different men, and they don't know who the father is? Mm. So the so they're raised by isn't that, it might be dolphins too dolphins yeah is, it, do, yeah. is that right it okay that's right from Native American <laughs> dolphins, guys let's just think what happened here yeah <laughs> it might also be dolphins. yeah it might be dolphins too but they don't know who the who it's the a, father is it's a tribe in the Amazon I think that you're speaking about specifically I don't I, okay, no, okay. I know for sure this is dolphins <laughs> oh my it God. might be that also but, yeah. but I mean it actually and and the one the upshot of that actually mm. is it makes for a stronger society actually because none of the parents none of the fathers know who the child is so they all tend to father the child yeah which is the kind of it's also a solution it, so. for like aggression like because means there are some very weird stuff that goes into those creatures yeah, yeah. um but can that work on large scale i wonder if, i i think that i think that's the optimal way for uh for a small society who's you know, there could be jealousy between families or something. And if they don't know who the kid is, they're like, oh, okay. But can that work on a, I wonder if that can work on a, on a, on a large scale. And for that, like we need a very strong sense of community, right? Mm. Yeah, which is, I mean, it kind of creates this. It's like the basis almost for the strong sense of community yeah. in a way. But 
Imagine I, pitching. I don't think in a modern... P- pitching that these days. Imagine that. <laughs> All right, women. Here's of course, a, no, you're also presupposing that, like, the woman is going to, like... Want to sleep know, with five different guys. Get a baby as well. That's another which, one. Which, yeah. I mean, that is against the norm as well. We're in a... The, you know, most people are actually not wanting children these days. So, mm. I mean, the, the, the baby is almost like the, the thing that pulls that society together. So, I don't know. I don't think it would work in a modern kind of society. Mm. But, you know, we are evolved creatures. Maybe the baby could be something else, you know, Mm. not just a baby. Yeah. Like the well-being of your partner or the, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah, Spiritual well-being of your partner. It's it's really hard to like, I know it sounds kind of corny, but for me, I don't see any other, for me personally. Mm. And the one thing I will say about, uh, like, I haven't said this yet, but I don't think non- monogamous relationships are for everyone no okay I think, I think monogamy does work for some people i'm not saying monogamy is complete bullshit mm. although i do think toxic monogamy is a thing and is complete bullshit yeah it is complete bullshit but i do i don't think like it will work for everybody mm. but i also think a lot of people and this is the reason why i think this is an important thing to talk about is that like me many people don't even think about any other system other than monogamy Ever, maybe yeah. in their whole life, like, or it's like being raised in a cult. Life. You know, you get stuck mm. in like a way of thinking, and it's always good to see a different way of doing things, another option, another, you know, other options, because at least then it broadens your perspective. And it doesn't, and if anything, if you're learning about another way to do it, <clears throat> yeah, you you have the option. If you still stick with your thing, you're more, you know, you've made that decision. It's yeah. not. The only decision that you've had. Something I do say, and like, I think a lot of people are like, what? Like, this kind of goes against everything you've said. Mm. I think actually almost in an ideal situation would be a two partners Mm. who are non-monogamous, who are in a relationship and actually they, you're allowed to like, if you wanted to, you could see other people, but actually you're desire is only yourself to be with that other person you don't actually want anyone else outside of that relationship like in i do think it's unlikely Mm. i think it's very unlikely because we are such complex creatures for the most stable situation Mm. that is it that's it but But isn't that that's the unicorn relationship right i mean (laughs) i don't even know if it's possible but like if you could if you could find that then you know, the problem with relationships are, well, I mean, you know, relationships are difficult mm. at the best of times. But I think that would be the most, the ideal relationship. But again, I think about that. And then that relationship, that could, you could have that for maybe a moment. And then essentially you're a monogamous, right? Yeah. But, it, but then it changes. Like then they, you change, your partner <coughs> changes. And suddenly, so if you didn't even find that, I think it maybe at best could be fleeting. It's having the having the option. It's like living in uh, one of the countries where you can euthanize yourself, you know. But then you choose life. <laughs> That's the. Um, but oh, doesn't it? Isn't that just about self restriction though? Like if you love your wife and then you're you're not stepping out because you know you, no, because you know you love her. No, because I think it's there's a different feeling to it. Like you, the restriction one is like in that situation I described. Mm. You know you can, if you desire. Yeah. yeah. But you choose not to. Because you're restricting yourself. 
No, no for restrictions, you, like oh no, no, because you wouldn't because want. You don't feel the need. You don't feel the need. Okay, yeah, right, that's okay. the difference. Like with you, the situation you described, you definitely feel the need. You feel the desire, but you like you know squell it because of your partner mm. and because you don't want to hurt people or you know offend people. What I'm saying is like you you don't feel the need, you don't feel the desire. You're perfectly fulfilled in that situation. Like that would be an ideal thing. Again, mm. I think it is a anarnia. Mm. So I don't know if it's possible i don't know okay two <clears throat> two things one we yeah. said before if you don't ch- and most people don't see another system don't if you don't change the way you're thinking or see a different way you don't know <clears throat> back to when i was in west africa when i talk to those women and i'm thinking specifically of uh burkina faso mm. uh and Mali, where we'd wake up and they would tell my sister you have to go with the women now and you have to go with the men and we're like mm. We kind of want to be like a little touristy and go and do some stuff. But as long as we were in that village, there you go do what the women are doing and you go do what the men are doing. And then it, and they'd say, you can't, you can't go sleep in the same place. You're not married. And your brother and sister. And I'm like, huh? Anyways, but to talk to the women, I, and I don't even know how it ended up happening. But anyways, talking to lots of the women, they were completely, you know, oblivious to any other way. And that was normal for them to have share their husband with three, four other women. And that was totally acceptable, normal. And they didn't know anything else, you know, in the other direction. So for them, I thought, wow, like, who am I to judge them? They're happy. They seem to be enjoying what they want. Yeah, my husband comes by sometimes. I got the kids. You know, he always takes care of us. But sometimes he's at her house. Sometimes he's at her house. And the western you know savior mentality oh you should no i didn't say i just went wow that's awesome that you could have such a different perspective and still be happy and is he home tonight (laughs) and and, uh that that was something that really opened my mind to see that there is other ways and 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 i think i thought of it differently after that whether i totally agreed or not because of that you know, totally favoring the men's side. So, you know, what if you had five husbands or, or is that, would that be okay? No, that's not how it works. But there is other systems out there. There is other ways that it works. And, yeah. and people in those places are also happy, happier, maybe content, but they're not, they're not worse off than people where I'm from. Mm. And the second one, um, do you think uh, like social welfare and benefits and stuff, like that's a big part of like yeah, I think I just think of Korea right now and how they're changing. The family has changed in the last six months from mother, father, and children to uh, adopted kids to widowed parents to these are all becoming now acceptable and fitting into government regulations where they can get support from the government. Sounds where good. Un- until now it's only been married and that's it. Like single and divorced, single and widowed, widowed. I mean, none, none of those, none of those fell under the right, uh, guidelines to receive support from the government. And finally now, okay, what's the question? Well, I think that the government plays a huge role in, you know, in, in, if you're, if your boyfriend and girlfriend, uh, common law didn't even exist here. Uh-huh. Where in Canada, they changed the law, right? I don't know, 20, 30 years ago, maybe, where if you live together for more than six months, uh, whatever it is, you're common law. Yeah. And if you break up after that, then everyone's entitled to half still. So there was a responsibility that you couldn't just 
you know, have people moving in for eight months and kick them out on the street and that the government played or has played a large role in, you know, encouraging the marriages and stuff before. And now it's kind of loosening again. So you're saying with the right? government regulations opening up, people can feel freer to pursue different relationships. Sure. I mean, they were kind of forced by, by the government the... to be married because if you weren't and you had a kid, you didn't get any support. Maybe it's because they're seeing that their policies aren't working. That Korea got the like highest like death rate in the world, the declining population that is like uh, divorce rate, everything. Like, yeah. Even Korea's mind, like yeah. even more than Japan. Point People two. like oh, Japan has got like a, we have like I think Korea the is, lowest. Yeah, yeah, it is the lowest like in the world. Yeah. So I, that probably has a great deal to do with it. They can see that their policies as a government are not helping. They're gonna have the polyamorous policy. I they're gonna implement. I, I, I remember <laughs> the commercials in Japan, impregnated or, or the the advertisements <laughs> that and the, and the the laws that banned condom commercials, that banned birth control right. advocacy and stuff. Because but they would, they would let people off early from work too. Because they wanted to have kids, man. Yeah, except nobody there is having sex, especially not young people in Japan. They just not and tell those sex doll cafes soaking up all the. But but that's what I mean. Like, there's so many things that have played into this, you know, kind of ideal relationship. Um, I also wrote down AIDS. I think. (laughs) Well, (laughs) well, I think I think that's I think I I think that scared a lot of people in the in the eighties nineties. You know, don't be promiscuous. Don't get out there. Don't fool around. You're going to get AIDS. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. Yeah. I, I remember growing up and going, holy shit, you don't want to get AIDS. And I think that was a whole nother part of, you know, being... I mean, you still don't want to get AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> but, but being monogamous was... Maybe I, a little I, bit more now. I know you wanted a little bit more. But, like, I get what you're saying, but... All these things kind of... i just thinking of where we came from because, like you say, your life is short. But if you look back over thousands of years... This shit didn't exist. Which Civil marriages in America, 1913. Mm. That's nothing. 1913, that's nothing. Imagine how much, how strict the monogamy's gotten since 1913. Look, it's, it's like a whole... But I, okay. Yeah, but it, it existed in Europe be before. Fair, I I sure. Yeah. It said 2,350 BC yeah. was the first acknowledgments. But I'm saying in terms of recognized by government and then in terms of getting benefits, tax breaks, all these things that came from being married... Mm. Is, is still very recent in, in terms of history. To be honest, I can't, like, a lot of the stuff that you're talking about is cultural and, like, you know, that's much bigger than me. I can't even answer any of those mm. questions, really, to be honest with you. I'm just like, mm. I'm, I agree with you about kind of, like, things like AIDS and stuff, but my counter to that will be people were still sleeping around yeah. like crazy and cheating. And, mm. like, they, they were maybe, you know, there was the the... The comfort of your nuclear family, but I mean, people were like sleeping around and taking AIDS home to their wife and giving their wife AIDS. They were sleeping around with like men and like doing the same thing. You know what I mean? So like, I don't think that was a particularly that wasn't a, a restriction exactly. I mean, it was something that's so in your mind, but yeah. I don't think. But again, it's yeah, I think yeah, a lot of the stuff you you make valid points, but yeah, I'm, I don't know. I here's really... here's a specific question yeah, you might be able to answer. Is telling a new if you meet someone new is telling a new partner that you're married is that necessary and if so how long after you meet them do you drop the bomb or not drop the bomb to maybe answer that's your a question right. yeah I will just say one word ethical okay and I think that says it all like for me huh. it's not just being ethical to your partner hmm. or your wife or whatever you have your primary hmm. it's not just being ethical to them but it's being ethical towards new partners hmm. so for me it's immediate. 
hey, I'm married, but... Okay. It's immediate. Okay, okay. Like, as soon as you see that there's some kind of, like, connection, mm. and you you don't lead that person down the garden trail, yeah. and let them get developed feelings for you and you start to get feelings for them by the way six months (laughs) months down the line you say by the way i'm married because that's unethical like that is not taking other people's feelings or emotions into consideration Mm -hmm. at all so this would be like a first night kind of like by the way i'm married but this is these are the these are the most it was traumatic in the first night yeah or led them down the road no first night yeah and what it was so give me uh uh, my instinct would say like, oh, you know, we're having a connection. By the way, I'm married. Yeah. I think it would obviously depend on the person, but is, is it a full freak out? Um, is it a I full like, it, oh. It obviously depends on the person. Yeah. But I think most people would probably be inclined to freak out. Yeah. Um, you know, because most people are most people are in the hard monogamous kind of like mentality. Of course, yeah. So if you tell them um, just, by the way, I have a wife. Um, they immediately see you as just a cheating Dickhead. bastard, yeah. and that they're going to be the side piece. Um, and they, <laughs> the side piece, and that, side and that they don't. Yeah, they, they they immediately think that you are going to treat them with disrespect. Mm. You know what I mean? Like if you're cheating on your cheating on your wife, as they see it, or whatever partner, then you're going to probably do the same to them. So it's already like a it's it's a difficult it's a difficult Is thing there to some- get over. Is, it, is it, uh, I, I'm just imagining the scenario in my head. Is it uh, like, no, no, really, she's she's okay with it. Is there, yeah, there's that, lots of convincing, like, people never believe that. No, they, as they naturally probably, they people wouldn't. never believe that. But no, really, she's that, cool. <laughs> that, those things would lead me to the unethical part of it where you're like, but she might, she might really like me. But I shouldn't tell her till like a little bit later and then say like, hey, you, but we really, we have a good connection. But as soon and as I didn't want to tell you because I know you would have ran away. But now you know we have the connection. Maybe now you believe me more? I think it's better to be honest up front. 100%. I agree. But I just wonder like... No, but the, it's, it goes by situation. I think it's... I would never can... leave someone on. Not for me, right. but for them. Sure. Because you'd rather that they know up front. If they can't deal with it, they mm. can walk away. If they can deal with it, cool. Then you can they can pursue something further. But like... Everyone draws a line in a different I'd rather place. have, even if I feel a real connection with somebody, whatever it might be, like, you know, sexual, emotional, whatever, I'd rather that that has, that is on a firm base of, like, ethical behavior and honesty, rather than, like, build something that's all, like, flowery. I mean, you know, the like, the first, the first sure. period of any relationship yeah. is so, like, unreal yeah. and, like, you know, amazing and flowery and stuff. Mm. You don't want to ride that wave. And then as soon as you get in towards <laughs> the end of that, you'll be like, Anyway, I'm married. You know, if you say you're married and they say, no problem, <laughs> you know, it's it's no yeah, problem. It's good. Yeah, exactly. And then you can like, okay, cool. Well, then we can like move on in an actual, like honest way going forward. So is there probably more people that are okay with that than most of us would like, not like to, but most of us would believe? I mean, I think. I just think if I was walking around Korea, <laughs> that the answer would be, you're crazy, you're crazy, you're crazy. You're the bastard cheater, bastard cheater. You're the crazy. I think it would... No, but I mean, the, there might be the... I mean, what's crazy? Crazy is just somebody who does something different from the norm, really. And so I accept that I'm crazy. Right. But there might be the girls, too, who who want to pursue a relationship and not have so many strings attached and know that it... 
you know. Or how about this? Maybe there's actually people out there who actually want a relationship with somebody they know is going to be honest and ethical with them from the get-go. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, maybe maybe they don't want to build, like, the, the whole nest and have a husband. Maybe that's not what they're after. Yeah. And there are people like that. I definitely think there's lots like that. I just wonder how, how many, or not how many, but how they don't run away. Many after, do. After, yeah. Some don't. Yeah. Many do, but some don't. And the thing is, you don't know. Like, to be honest, you can't really, especially in Korea, people are very close-minded for the most part. As you say, like, people would be like, you're crazy, you're crazy. Yeah. People would. Like, yeah. people definitely are quite close-minded here. Um, I think in Western countries, like South Africa, for example, or whatever, they'd definitely be more open to the 100%. idea. Um, so, Korea, for me, has been very, very difficult in that way. Like, mm. You said earlier you were going to ask about communities. Uh, yeah, is there a community of polyamorous individuals? I mean, I'm not a community kind of guy, to be honest. I would like. <laughs> uh, I'm really not. No, I'm no. Not, the, I'm not like I'm going to go seek out the community. The, the second, the second part is like to connect with and get support from. Where if you're having, if you're new in polyamory, mm. or you've decided to to take that step with your wife, maybe a community would that can shed light on on past experiences or, or help draw lines i mean you, you accept the like, lines if yeah. you're polyamorous with your wife you don't actually also you could be polyamorous or excuse me i'm non-monogamous and be single no, that's true i mean that like you don't necessarily you could actually be someone who hasn't had a relationship for 10 years <laughs> Mick Lovin. and still be somebody <laughs> who's essentially believes in yeah. Uh, I was gonna. Okay. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just because you haven't been in a relationship doesn't mean you're not. Yeah. So yeah, but um, I think in a lot of places there definitely are support systems and there are communities, and some of them would be very, very great and like helpful, and some like would be totally toxic and <laughs> would be exploitative and trying to like you know, whatever. So like, I think it really again depends on your situation. Um, in Korea, I don't think there's much of that like it's pretty thin on the ground like you would find with a lot of those kind of like other communities yep. the other community whatever they they don't really there's not much support mm. especially not in a place like Ulsan <laughs> do you yeah. do you think your age and life experience plays into that where if <clears throat> if you were 24 or 25 say um that you might seek out that community and that advice and guidance from or, or mentorship or something, but you're pretty confident in, in who you are and stuff. And your life experience has made you That's a facade. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. Um, me personally, no, because as I say, I'm not really a community guy. Like I don't really go to the community. I usually just end up like I'll go to myself and mm. I'll try and figure it out myself. Um, Maybe, maybe. I mean, I do think it's a good idea to like, uh, the, the thing about the world now though is there's always a community if you want to find right. it. It's like mm. online, you yep. can find communities, um, you can find resources, you can find writings, you can find books. There's lots of stuff you can read up about. Um, I haven't mostly, mostly I just kind of like try and sift through it through my, in my own head. Mm. Um, and it's what works for you, right? Yeah. But I mean, there is, there are, there are com there are communities, but there isn't necessarily connection. Do you know what I mean? Like actual. Yeah, community. I think community in the sense that a place where people don't think a lot of these things are taboo. I think that would mm. be like just a comfort place, basically. Mm. Right. I I know there are the, the kind of support communities and stuff, but when I hear communities, the first thing I think of is swingers. 
Yeah. And, and swingers have like a swinger community because I don't know if that terminology has been used a lot, but that's the first thing I think of is like, where's the swinger community? I but but now, now I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Do you want to know? No, no. But I mean, <laughs> I mean, find out. when I hear of that kind of community like that, I, that's my first thought. But I, I know that I'm aware that there is support and, and whatever groups and networks for you sure. See, like, again, like, I, I don't know if that would be, I'm sure there probably is a community. I'm sure, like, if not in Ulsan, probably in Busan, because uh, it's everywhere. such a big city. But there probably is <laughs> such a community. I don't know if that would always be supportive, especially like, you know, because swinging, a swinging kind of community, their goal is very single minded, it's sexual. You know what I mean? And because of that, I think there'll be a lot of exploiting of others and manipulating of others. And I don't think it would always be a a healthy kind of thing. Mm. Um, so, yeah, like, I'm sure you can seek it. You could seek it. I, maybe it would be healthy as well. It depends. It just depends on the people. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I wonder about monogamous relationships, too, if the, um, if the jealousy and stuff, if that stems from in over but like we value sex too much if we think like we've put it up hey, it's an important part and it feels good and whatnot but do we as a we society emphasized it for sure like it's is it not just like uh i heard norm mcdonald you know the comedian yeah. just passed i heard him talking about uh about sex and he's like ah, i don't even have sex anymore and he's being totally serious and he's like it's it's uh i think he called it shameful but he goes it's just a release and that made me think like do we are we just valuing that way too much and like the thought of uh a thought of your partner having sex with someone else is just like the most inconceivable thing and even if you look to the law i mean you can get off for like a, a crime of passion like if you walked in uh, mm. if some if a partner walked in so even the law supports that kind even of the like law supports wild jealousy you fucking Basically. flipping out and shooting someone. Um, what's the uh, no? It's it's true, man. Yeah, it's it's wild. Isn't that Shawshank Redemption? Isn't yeah. that the opening scene of Shawshank? Oh no, but it's he not. The, it's not the husband that does it, right? Um, but he. Uh, er, but I wonder if that's the that's the reason, man. That we we value aren't sex too? Aren't much. they called that in India? Crimes of passion. Isn't that what they're called? The acid splashes uh, and stuff. They are called. I don't know what they're called. I thought I thought they are not crimes. Passion, definitely. Huh. But yeah, that's. Uh... I mean, I think you you have a point. Mm. Like, I do think that we we place so much value on it. And the thing is, I think that value can be placed on it. But mm. I just think we put the wrong value on it mm. a lot of the time. You know what I mean? It's that whole like sex equals like possession. Like, mm. if I have this person, they're mine. Mm. To like, you know, to my bodies, my body possesses this person, mm. um, which personally I don't think is their bodies is theirs. Their body is totally theirs. It's not got anything to do with you, mm. and what they do with their body is really up to them. Like mm. so, we, again, I I've heard a theory that like this, our monogamous kind of like mentality is actually tied to capitalism, mm. and the rise of capitalism because. We live in a possessive society. It's all about like having and what we have is so important to us. And people have become part of those commodities. They're just something that we actually have. And I don't think that is a healthy way to conceive of it at all. I think if you look pre-capitalism, there was probably a lot less monogamy. So exactly. That, I mean, that, that's just the same thing. When you look at the whole scope of history, 
I mean, this is just a small, small, tiny right. chunk. And and if you could, if you look back to to the Renaissance and stuff, and like all the artwork, everything always portrayed women with lots of men or men with lots of or, or women with lots of men with women, women with men, whatever. But it was so much more kind of liberal, freer, not so structured and not so uh, focused, maybe. Yeah, it's weird. Like, we live in a very liberal time in history, all things considered. But... Right. Right. Minus the yeah, fucking... Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We Minus live, the... We do live in a very liberal time. In, like, a lot of things that would have been... I mean, you would have been, like, burned at the stake mm. for, like, many of the stuff that is allowed now. But at the same time, we mentally... I think are actually in a very restrictive time. Mm. We've actually like we've restricted ourselves over time, like and culture has kind of just indoctrinated us into thinking that this system is the way that it is. But is that just focused on on relationships? Because I think in other ways we're we're way more we're way more free, no? Yeah, we no, have the freedom of we if we if we're looking through the lens of just relationships and yeah, compared to the past, but maybe the monogamy <laughs> has allowed us to open up in other ways or be freer freer of mind in uh, in other ways i don't know i I think personally since i've been married like you said it was a little wild before but uh, (laughs) since (laughs) since i've been married it's that that stability of marriage and 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 job and routine routine and whatnot because i have that stability i'm freer in other in other ways to think and 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 do uh, do what i want but in terms of relationships yeah pretty conservative or or, uh, monogamous i think think there's a difference i mean being being single if you're always chasing that the one or whatever that can be stressful and cause anxiety and you're you know you're always dating here dating there oh this one failed oh she thinks i'm crazy oh she loves me too much i don't like her as much Mm. yeah that can that can be you know cause a lot of problems Mm. but if if you already knew that you were looking for the open relationship or, or the the polyamorous relationship, I think that's a different approach. But being going from being single and dating, dating, should I change? Should I dump her? Should I date? The, because you're always striving for that the one. Oh, and, I, and I, think, I think yeah, once you find that the one, it seems like okay, now I can relax. I, I succeeded. I married. I and now I can focus on other things. But picking picking but if that was never the goal, then I might be a different picking the one. In knowing all the implications of of having to choose the right one is pretty uh, pretty daunting task. No, yeah, but but still, I think like you know, people say fall in love, and then you hear lots now about falling out of love. Well, you gotta you gotta define love too. Because, there's there's but, love that but, comes. But I mean, I'm just saying that finding the one might be the one for five years or ten years, but it doesn't mean for sixty years. Mm. But that's what people want, and that's what people are trying to. And I think chasing. that's that's unachie- I mean, it's it's and not so attainable. I think. In honest, a lot I think of what happens is a lot of time people don't fall in love; they force in love. Because yeah. they're so desperate to like achieve that that like yeah. ideal that they will force this, this narrative on themselves and on their partner. It's very evident here. It's, when when we came, it was the thirty years old. Like if you weren't married, if you were a woman not married by thirty, you were discarded. You, huh. you were you were and you know we could we could meet even when we were young. We could meet thirty five year olds that look like they're twenty five. And they'd be like, "Oh, I'm, everyone thinks I'm, I'm washed up," and yeah, <laughs> and 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 that was that. You have to be married by thirty, or right. But that's... That your parents failed because they didn't get you married by thirty and get you off. It was better to be married by thirty and divorced by thirty-one 
then not married by 31 because everyone knew, oh, his daughter's not married. His son's not yeah, married. She tried. <laughs> yeah, but it meant like you, you didn't have a good enough job or your parents weren't successful enough mm, or yeah. it, it was just. I think a lot of this all comes down to obviously personal, like even your situation that you described, Brian, mm. like that's what worked for you. Yeah. And it did seem to work for you. Mm. And it like, you know, it gave you some peace and some, you know, center and it like, yeah. and that's awesome. That worked for you. That's what, that's my whole point. Like, it but we shouldn't, we shouldn't be pushing that on. But I'm all of society with that <laughs> yeah. whole one brush. But my question always is, what if you took that stable Brian and put him in, you know, hedonism to island in, in Jamaica or something? Oh, I'd be... I'd be on the next plane home is what I was going to say <laughs> but, this is, but this is what I mean right like it works because this is the society we grew up in and, and the, the society we live in but you say that about Korea what the society you grew up in no about in Canada about oh, in Canada you know looking up to our parents as role models and this that and the Christianity and the marriage and everything but if you grew up in you know some island in the Philippines or Indonesia or, or West Africa or wherever, where it's totally different, you would completely see it in a different perspective. Mm. And it's only because we're a product of our society that we think that way. Yeah. I got two, I got two, okay. uh, two questions for you. Go First on. about family. What, yeah. When you <laughs> convey this to family, what, what is their uh, feeling about that? Is it, is it like, Oh, that that's cool. Do they know? Is it a, uh, is it something that's that's discussed openly, or is that? Uh... Okay, I'll, I'll I'll tell you because it's not really like it's something like, "Hey, mom, hey, hey, dad." Yeah. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> by the way. By the way. Um, that's not really how it went down, but yeah. I, I mean, arguably, the way I did it was even more ridiculous, actually. Um, because when you put I put it on a note in a piece, when of I cake. first started like dating Kay, yeah. yeah, I don't know if I should be saying this stuff, but anyway, okay. I can cut it out after if you okay. change your mind. Um, One when I first started dating Kay, she was actually in a relationship with another girl. Mm. What well, she wasn't. She liked another girl and she liked me. And she was like, I like you, but I really would like to date her and whatever. So I was like, I don't mind. Like I wasn't I wasn't <laughs> in my mind, yeah. I wasn't polyamorous actually yeah. at that point. But at the same time I wasn't against that kind of like concept. I was like I was like, why why must you like choose? Why must you make this difficult? Date me, date her, I don't care, whatever. Mm. Like it's cool. I'm fine with that. And we ended up kind of in a weird like Triangle. Thrapple kind of relationship. Like, <laughs> I was kind of dating her, the, the other girl, and Kay, and it was like a whole thing. And just to give you some background, mm. like, um, and we w- decided we were going to go on a, a vacation. Well, this sounds like a great reality show. On a road trip. We were going to go on a road trip. So, Kay and the other girl, and me, we all like jumped in my car and we drove up to my family. Mm. And, and I was like, and then it became perfectly obvious. Three beds? No, one. I mean, no, because they didn't supply that because yeah. they went and they just didn't have the room for that. Yeah. But yeah, it became very obvious that that was the situation. And then they were like, okay, I guess. And like with everything, like when you come out to your parents that you're gay or when you're whatever, you know, they dealt with it. They deal with it most. I mean, some parents probably wouldn't. My parents are very chill. Who, who says shaka? Who? <laughs> Who sat shotgun in the car? <laughs> uh, different people, but I was the only driver. Okay, okay, I gotcha. So I drove all the time from <laughs> Je- from Cape Town to Johannesburg, which is like an 18-hour-plus drive by myself, while these other two girls just, like, entertained. Oh, Jesus. They just sat in like, I don't know. Actually, we had a blowout at one point. Kay was sleeping. We had a blowout and almost crashed. That would have been fun. Oh, oh like a tire blowout. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I and thought like you going meant... at like 140 kilometers an hour on, yeah. the, on the highway. And like, oh, no. Yeah, so that would have been fun. No Maybe. doubt. But yeah, we didn't die. 
last uh, last question before we wrap up. Yeah. When you're meeting someone, think back to your your high school relationships and, yeah. and whatnot. Mm. Falling in love, it's something that our society really uh, emphasizes. Whether it's a, a Disney movie with the prince and the princess yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or whatnot, you know. Yeah. And you remember your early relationships and that feeling that you had when you meet them, and you're just so excited to see mm. them. Do you still get that feeling when you meet someone new, or does it, uh, like a like coffee or a drug, does it wear off over time, or is it always that really exciting, like oh, I got that new chick, I'm going to not chick, whatever, <laughs> I got that new girl, I'm going to meet. <laughs> um, you know, does yes. it still? I think it always, always it, is a thing. It's it will always be a thing. The the fire yeah. is still, or that energy is still. Uh, yeah, and I think that. I mean, like there are a lot of like joys in life, yeah. but personally, I think that is one of the joy the the joys in life yeah. that people who are strictly monogamous will completely lose out on. Yeah. It's one of the greatest joys in life. I mean, the way you've just described mm. it, like, yeah, and yeah, absolutely. Every time you start a new relationship, you get that like rush of butterflies, serotonin, and, mm-hmm. and like the whole thing, and yeah. you get the excitement and the nerves, and the, every single time, there's never a time when it isn't like that. And when you're when you go home, you can even feel it again. I mean, if in fact, there's a really wife interesting, is, yeah. there's a really interesting expression used for like like if your partner is so happy and they you know this joy that they're feeling from another relationship Mm. they call it compersion compersion yeah compersion which Mm. is like kind of like compassion but more like you are you feel joy Mm. at their joy okay so like yeah if you see that your partner is like bubbly and like so excited and it's not like you resent them for it and you think you know yeah they're not feeling like that for me you're actually like oh my god i'm so happy for them because of Mm. they are actually able to experience this Mm. awesome that is a good way to end actually i I agree with a new word i think we started off with uh trying to define words and let's uh let's end it on that dude Thank you. Yeah. I think uh, I think that was good. this can uh, can open up the the mind of of some people, and it's definitely Maybe. shed uh, taken my mind out of like, oh, I'm polyamorous. Oh, you're fucking other chicks. No. Uh, you've taken my mind out of that. Uh, uh, you know, and, and just re redefined and, and set the set the the boundaries better for uh, for everyone going forward. Cool. It also just sounds like just labels that people put themselves in, right? Because right. I know monogamous it's easy people. To do, yeah. yeah, I know monogamous people who call themselves monogamous. Yeah. But they have these outlets where they feel I mean like I think I think labels give wants, us yeah. safety and security in a way yeah. they let us know like where we fit in society and but sometimes the labels are labels are disabling labeling is disabling mm. so sometimes it's good to break those down a bit like bald guys we're like being bald you get thrown in the bald category boys I got compared to Bruce Willis <laughs> twice in one week last week <laughs> oh you like Bruce Willis I'm, I was like hey you like Bruce Lee didn't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> alright thanks for listening we'll talk to you soon Crikey please don't forget to check out our sponsor Dr. English it's your one stop shop for all of your English conversational needs enjoy learning from the comfort of your own home Call 010-4591-1496 for a free sample class. Take your English to the next level by visiting their website right now at www.dr-english.com.